0: بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم الحمد لله الذي ارسل رسوله بالهدى ودين الحق ليظهره على دين كله وكفى بالله شهيدا واشهد ان لا اله الا الله وحده لا شريك له اقرارا به وتوحيدا واشهد ان محمد عبده ورسوله صلى الله عليه وعلى اله وسلم تسليما مزيدا اما بعد قال الامام محمد عبد رحمه الله تعالى باب لا يقول عبدي وأمتي وفي الصحيح أن بحبات رضي الله عن أن رسول الله صلى الله عليه وسلم قال لا يقول أحدكم أطعم ربك ووضع ربك وليقول سيدي ومولاي ولا يقل احدكم عبدي وعمتي وليقل فتايا وفتاتي وغلامي In this chapter the 54th chapter of Kitab al-Tawhid Sheikh al-Islam Muhammad Wahab رحمه الله he mentioned the the bab la yaqul abdi wa amati that one should not say um uh, my abd or my, 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 my slave for male or female yani My female slave or my male slave yani Abdi, male slave Wa Amati, female slave And then he mentions in this chapter The hadith of Abu Hurairah Anhu Which is in Sahih Muslim That the messenger وسلم, He said no one should say Or none of you should say At'im Rabbak Feed your Lord uh, help your lord in ablution none of you should say that none of you should rather you should say sayyidi uh, my master wa mawlaya my guardian wala yaqul ahadukum none of you should say abdi wa amati none of you should say my female or male slave but rather they should say my girl or my boy my girl or my Boy, and uh, or my child, so to speak, now So in this hadith, which in Sahih Muslim, uh, the Sheikh Allah Taala, he brings this to show the uh, chapter heading. لا Abdi عبدي Amati. Regarding this, inshallah we're going to mention a couple of points of benefit in order to uh, further clarify that which the Sheikh Taala he mentions. The first point that we're gonna mention here is that here we find the the, the munasaba or the suitability of this uh, chapter in Tawheed. So first point that we're gonna deal with ula is the suitability of this uh hadith uh and the suitability of this hadith as relates to Tawheed. And also to the chapter. As for as it relates to Tawheed, he found in Hadith an tasmiaat al-Mamluk Abdan wal-Mamlukah amta'na, لأن ذلك إشراك مع الله في العبودية. And that is that in this Hadith is a clear prohibition of one uh, uh, attributing obedience to uh, obedience of, 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 of uh, a slave or. Uh, a female slave or a male slave by saying Abdi or Amati this prohibition is why the reason being is that it is fihi ma'allah. there is association of partners with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and contesting with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in servitude and worship this is the munasab of this hadith of for Kitab al showing the fiqh of al Islam Muhammad rahim, Allah, ta'ala. and as for this uh, salamukumullah this hadith it also shows the importance of ta'dhim ta'ala elevating Allah's station subhanahu wa ta'ala and that is the station of uh, ubudiyyah and that is a station of servitude that that is for him alone subhanahu wa ta'ala the second point that we're going to mention in this hadith is the obligation wujubu said that the aray and that is to prevent, to, 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 uh, to take the path of prevention. To take the path of prevention, meaning that to close any type of shirk, to prevent any type of shirk that which is obligatory, is to prevent that which leads to it. To prevent any type of shirk, that which is obligatory is to prevent that which leads to it. And from the affairs which could lead to it is one saying abdi and amati. From the affairs which can lead to a shirk Allah tabarak wa ta'ala and worshipping other than Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is the statement abdi wa amati. So in order to secure prevention, one stays away from these such of these these uh, these statements. One stays away from these statements. So here he says, "Rabbuk," and "Rabb is al-Khalik al-Murabi al-Mutassarif." Don't say "Rabbuk." Don't say "My Lord," because Allah Subhanahu wa Taala is a, a Rabb, and is the Khalik al-Murabi al-Mutassarif, the one who disposes of all affairs. And this is from the Rububiyyah of Allah Subhanahu wa Taala. But rather we say, "Sayyidi." We say Sayyidi, you can say Sayyidi, يعني al على قومه أو في قومه, يعني what the person who is has high station in their society, in their people, like the king and so forth, because he is higher in station than his uh, subordinates. نعم. So we say Sayyidi, and this is What one should say as opposed to Abdi Sayyidi meaning the one that is more the loftiest person or more lofty as it relates to his position in society and likewise Mawlaya he mentions Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam in this hadith one can say Mawlaya and the Mawlaya is my guardian Kathir al-Tasarruf the one who looks after me Naam the one who provides for me, feeds me, works Takes care of me from the creation. Now, this is permissible to say, Mawlaya. This is permissible to say, Mawlaya. Now, and some people may, which is the final point that we're going to mention here, is some people may bring from the statement of uh, Allah Subhanahu wa Taala and Surah to Yusuf, "Uthkurni in rabbik. Uthkurni in rabbik. Where Yusuf said it was said to uh, Yusuf said alayhi salatu Allah says regarding Yusuf and remember me in the Rabbik, in your Lord yani in uh, when you see the the king. So here he says Rabbik meaning your king, your your lord. They say this is permissible then to say Rabbuk because Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala mentioned this regarding Yusuf alayhi in Surah to Yusuf verse number forty two. And the answer to this is that It's permissible as it relates to <coughs> the legislations before the sending of Muhammad Rasulullah the seal of the prophets in the other nations it was permissible but it is not permissible in our uh, after the sending of the Messenger wasallam and from the proofs of this is this Hadith. It is Hadith and abi Huraira anhu Rasulullah Don't say, none of you should say, "Feed your Lord." And this is This is prohibition. Uh, to feed you, a tahrim النهي a التحريم and this is a prohibition which indicates clearly prohibition this is a a, a a prohibition which indicates clearly impermissibility indicates clearly impermissibility now so this third statement of Yusuf of laisa tawslam that Allah mentions is regarding the legislation at the time of Yusuf but it doesn't apply at the time of Muhammad sallallahu alaihi wasallam and also we have another narration in the hadith of Jibril alayhi salatu one might say in the hadith the messenger sallallahu alaihi wasallam when he's talking about the asharat as the signs of the hour he said sallallahu alaihi wasallam antalid al-amatu and antalid al-amatu rabbataha and that is that uh, uh, a slave will give birth to her lord, female. One will say again, ربتها, this is رببية. We say هذا لفظ مؤنث. This is a feminine uh, uh, statement. ربتها, it's not ربها, it's ربتها. So it's feminine. ولا يهم مشاركة رب عز و جل في اسمه. There is no contesting as relates to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala because it's feminine because رَبَّتَهَا is feminine Yani that the woman will give birth to her master, female master and the love and the statement رَبَّتَهَا is feminine not masculine so it cannot be in contestant or in contesting or uh, association with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala لَا مشاركة في ذلك. نعم and then we move on barakallahu feekum to uh the next uh uh the next uh, chapter and the next chapter which is the chapter 55 qala Sheikh uh, Al-Alama Al-Muhaddith Al-Mujaddid Muhammad ibn Abdul Wahab rahimahullah wa ta'ala Babun la yuraddu man sa'la billah Babun la yuraddu... من سال بالله ان ابن ابن عمر رضي الله عنهما قال قال رسول الله صلى الله عليه وسلم من سال بالله فاعطوه ومن استعاذ بالله فاعذوه ومن دعكم فاجيبوه ومن سن عليكم معروفا فكافئوه فان لم تجد ما تكافئونه فَادْعُوا لَهُ حَتَّىٰ تُرَىٰ أَنَّكُمْ قَدْ In this hadith الذي رواه أبو داود والنسائي بِسَنَدٍ صَحِيح In this hadith pertaining to the chapter heading whoever asks with the name of Allah should not be rejected or turned away <clears throat> The hadith here that is mentioned here it's from the hadith of Abdullah, Abdullah ibn Umar ibn Khattab رضي الله عنه Sahabi جليل قال, قال رسول الله صلى الله عليه وسلم that the messenger صلى الله عليه وسلم he said that if anyone was to make a request or ask you in Allah's name they give it to him and you should give it to him if anyone asks you to seek aid in you and refuge by Allah's name, then you give him refuge and aid and aid. And if anyone gives you an invitation and he invites you, you should accept it. And if anyone does you any type of kindness, then you should give it back. Uh, but if you don't have the means to, then make du'a for that individual until you have until you feel that you have compensated that good or gift or so forth that the person has given to you. And this as mentioned is a hadith which is narrated in uh, uh, Sunnah Abu, Abu Dawood and also An-Nasa'i and it's uh, authenticated now. Regarding this, uh, this hadith, we're going to deal with a few points and this is the only hadith that is mentioned in this chapter. It is a short chapter and we're going to mention a few points. The first point that we are going to mention, barakallahu is the statement of the messenger sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, billahi fa'ayidhu, and that is that the individual who seeks um, uh, refuge in you for Allah, then you should aid them, you should give them that refuge. And that is like the individual. He says to you, "Astaydu Billahi, thumma bik. Anta I seek refuge in Allah, and I seek refuge in you. Then I seek refuge in Allah. Then I seek refuge in you. Important. Then I seek refuge in you to repel the harm of this individual from me." if you have the ability and that is, that is conditional if the individual has the sultan or the qudrah he has the ability or the authority tastati anta biha an that you have the ability and the sultan and the authority that with it you are able to aid him fahala yajibu it is obligatory upon you why because the messenger sallallahu alayhi wa sallam he said fa'aizu and that is fil amr then help him give him refuge and that is fil amr and uh, في, uh, that's a command an imperative and the asl of a command an imperative is obligation as is mutaqarrar uh, fi ilm usul as in, in the foundations of of usul of 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 this deen that when there is a command by the messenger sallallahu alaihi wasallam fa ayy allah an this messenger sallallahu alaihi wasallam taqtadi al wujub it necessitates obligation so you have to give him refuge and that is connected also to the statement of the messenger sallallahu alaihi wasallam in a hadith of anas ibn malik radiyallahu anhu haythu qala an-nabi sallallahu alaihi wasallam anṣur akhaka ẓāliman aw maẓlūmā Aid your brother whether he's oppressing or he's oppressed. And aiding your brother when he's oppressing is to stop him from oppressing. And aiding your brother when he's oppressed is to stop the oppression on him. Is to stop the oppression on him. And that hadith shows the importance of aiding your brother. And the hadith of this chapter here, An-Ajlila ibn Umar Allahu. anhumah, it shows the obligation when that individual asks you to aid them and you have the ability. They ask you to aid them and they seek refuge in you. It's obligatory upon you to aid them. It's obligatory upon you to aid them. Point number two. And that is Mas'alatu Thaniya. And that is a statement of the Messenger, sallallahu That if an individual... Asks you by Allah, huh? If he asks you by Allah, he makes a request. Then give it to him. And then give it to him. Now, and in this uh, uh, narration here, the Messenger وسلم, is saying that narration here, the Messenger is saying is saying that if and you and you that if an individual he asks you for something asks you a favor by Allah by the name of Allah asking you بالله, by Allah do this for me again and you have the ability and you have the قدرة, you have the ability you have the means to aid them then it is obligatory for you to aid them to show that to, to, to show uh, loftiness to Allah Subhanahu Wa Ta'ala and elevating Allah Subhanahu Wa Ta'ala and elevation of Allah Subhanahu Wa Ta'ala meaning that the fact that he has asked you by Allah Subhanahu Wa Ta'ala then by you uh, complying with that request it shows your elevating of Allah Subhanahu Wa Ta'ala and with that it shows uh, muhabbah of Allah Subhanahu Wa Ta'ala and showing higher esteem for Allah Subh'anaHu Wa Taala. Point number three Point number three Mas'alatu thalitha The qawluhu sallallahu alayhi wa sallam Man da'akum fa'ajeebuu Man da'akum And that is that if somebody invites you then accept the invitation If somebody invites you then accept the invitation Regarding this also is the hadith of the Messenger sallallahu alayhi wa sallam an Abu Hurayrata radhiallahu ta'ala anhu which is in Sahih Muslim that the Messenger sallallahu alayhi wa sallam Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam haq al-muslimi ala al-muslim sittatun or sittun haq muslimi ala al sittun idha laqaytahu fasallim alayhi wa idha da'aka fa ajibhu. وَإِذَا اسْتَنْصَحَكَ لَهُ وَإِذَا فَشَمِّتْهُ وَإِذَا فَعُدُّهُ وَإِذَا جَنَازَتَهُ The messenger sallallahu alayhi wa sallam he said the rights of a Muslim are six and if you meet him uh, if you meet him fasallam alayhi and, and 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 give salams and in another narration the salam wa either da'aka and if he calls you then or invites you rather then accept the invitation and if he seeks advice from you then give him advice and if he sneezes then say يَرْحَمَكَ allah and if he is sick then you visit him and if and and when he dies you attend his janazah naam his funeral these are six points was mentioned here and in other narration it says that, that uh, when he says salams, you respond. Naam. So here, Barakallahu Fee, the messenger sallallahu alayhi wa he said, وَإِذَا دَعَكَ فَأَجِبْهُ And if he invites you, then accept the invitation. And this goes in accordance to this hadith here of Abdullah ibn Umar, that if an individual invites you, that you should accept the invitation. And the ulama have made a condition that this invitation does not cause any harm or go into accepting this invitation and going to the, 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 the person's abode or so forth does not uh, uh, cause any harm to you in your deen and in your dunya. If it doesn't cause any harm, then it's obligatory. But if it causes harm for you, then you don't. For example, when the people of Bida invite you, Ahlul Bida, they invite you to their house. This hadith is not applied to them because there is harm. Because there is harm by accepting that invitation. And likewise, the people of Fisq, people who have music in their house (coughs) and they uh, play music and it's going to be mixing men and women and so forth, they're going to be ma'asi. This is harmful to your deen. So therefore, one does not, accept that invitation and not obligation rather it is impermissible to attend such gatherings and likewise if there is going to be some type of fight or harm or theft or somebody's a thief and somebody's going to steal your wealth and so forth and you know that he's a criminal and so forth then you do not accept this invitation in this regard because it's harmful for your dunya so therefore the principle is if it's harmful for your deen and it's harmful for your dunya, then you do not accept. It is not permissible to expose yourself to harm. It's, not, it's impermissible to expose yourself to harm and to harm others. So therefore, this hadith applies to if it is safe for you to be in that gathering, then you accept the invitation. And then the messenger ﷺ, he said, and then the Messenger sallallahu ﷺ, he said, وَمَن سَنَعَ مَعْرُوفًا And if somebody does uh, uh, any good uh, for you or to you, then uh, reply and respond with, th- with that which the person gave you, as good as that, or even better. Or even better. And this is from the manners of the Muslim. This is what we have been uh, cultivated by Rasulullah ﷺ. مثلاً if an individual gave you some type of wealth or gift then give him something of the like or even better at another time not necessarily immediately now and that is why big uh, why because it brings the heart closer as a messenger sallallahu he said hadu, tahabu. hadu tahabu. and that is um give gifts uh in order to increase love from amongst you. So by you receiving that gift from that individual. And then in turn giving gifts. This increases the muhabba. It increases the love amongst all. Um, love amongst all. And if you do not have the ability. The messenger sallallahu Alaihi he said. Make dua for him until you feel that you have fully fulfilled that which he gave to you that which he gave to you. Now, but the point and the most important point of this hadith as it relates to kitab al is point number uh, two and point number one. Point number one being uh, if an individual seeks refuge in you, Billah, by Allah, then accept that or aid them and give them refuge. And if an individual asks you for Allah, then uh, fulfilled that request, all of these two, or both of these two, is elevating the uluhiyah of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala because Allah is the meaning of La ilaha illallah. The name of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is the meaning of Allah, is La ilaha illallah, which is why it's the best name of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala because it exemplifies his uluhiyyah and that he alone deserves to be worshipped. So if the individual asks you, By Allah with this uluhiya, this tafarud of Allah, making tafarrud of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, singling out Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in ibadah, then accept it fundamentally because of tawheed al ibadah, because of tawheed al uluhiyah And this is the munasabah, and this is the suitability of this hadith and this chapter to kitab al tawheed, to kitab al tawheed. Then we go to the next chapter. Uh, which is chapter 56, and that is a statement of <coughs> a shaykh al-Alamah Muhammad abdu'ab rahmahullah wa ta'ala, لا يسألوا بواجه الله Jannah الجنة لا يسألوا بواجه الله إلا الجنة and that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala should not be asked if he's asked by his face, subhanah except for paradise. لا يسألوا بواجه الله that if anyone wants to ask uh... Uh, that none should not, not, that paradise should only be asked by Allah's face. And yani if you say asking by Allah's face, then you should only ask for Jannah. And this hadith is in Abu Dawood. And regarding this uh, chapter, we're going to deal with a few points. We're going to deal with a few points. And the first point is, The chapter heading, and the hadith. Uh, which is of the same wording uh, in the chapter, this hadith, barakallahu is weak, is da'if. Is da'if and is munkar, and the ulama such as Sheikh Al-Albani, Rahmatullahi Alayhi, said it's da'if. It is weak. But if, let's say, the meaning that Sheikh Al-Islam, Muhammad al which is point number two, now bearing in mind that this hadith is weak, uh, the point that Sheikh Islam Muhammad al-Wahhab is, is mentioning here is that um, one should not ask for uh, the affairs of uh, the dunya, rather they should ask for the affairs of the hereafter. When asked by, when you ask him by Allah's face, when you ask him by Allah Subhanahu wa Taala's face, and and that is included hidayah, guidance, and so forth. So the meaning is sahih. The meaning is correct uh, that we should ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala for the highest thing. If we ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, ask, ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala for firdos, as the Messenger sallallahu alayhi wa sallam mentioned. So we should ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala for the highest things. And the loftiest things are those things in the hereafter. Jannah and hidayah and guidance that will lead us to Al Jannah. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala make us be from the people of Jannah, be from people of Fir'dos, For for So this hadith is is weak and uh, the intent behind this is affirming the words of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, the face of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala as is established in the Aqid of ahl Sunnah and also that one asks Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala for the highest station. By asking Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala for the highest station this is elevating allah subhanahu wa ta'ala because allah is befitting to ask allah subhanahu wa ta'ala for the highest thing as he subhanahu wa ta'ala is the one that deserves to be worshipped alone and he is jawad and he is generous subhanahu wa ta'ala and then we move on to uh the 57th chapter and uh that is uh, chapter 57 babun uh, la yus'alu Malish uh, 57. I have the Babu Maja'a Fil Lo. Babu Maja'a Fil Lo. And that is the chapter uh, regarding the statement of if only such and such. If, if. And yani he's saying, Lo. And that is if only I did this, if only this happened, if only, if only. This is the chapter here that Sheikh Al Islam, Muhammad Wahab, Rahim Ta'ala. Is mentioning, and then he mentions the uh, two verses in, in the Quran from Surah Al Imran, separate places, and he also mentions the Hadith of Abu Huraira رضي Ta'ala an, which is an authentic narration, which is in Sahih Muslim. قال الله تعالى وقول الله تعالى يقولون لو كان من شيء ما هنا ما هنا uh, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala he said, and if we had and that they say and if we had anything to do with the affair, if lo none of us would have been killed here. None of us would be killed here. They're saying لو lo, lo, يقولون, lo كان لنا من الأمر شيء ما un هنا. If the affair was in our hands, if we had anything to do with the affair, if something was different, we would not be killed here and then Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala he mentions uh, waqala uh, the shaykh al-islam shaykh Muhammad wa, wa ta'ala he mentions a statement of Allah subhanah allatheena qalu li ikhwanihim waqa'adu law ata'una ma qutilna where the ones who said about those that they were killed by their their, their, their companions they said while they themselves sat at home they said if only they had listened to us, yani they didn't go to battle, they would not have been killed. If. So they're saying, no. And then he mentions Shaykh al-Islam, Muhammad al ta'ala, fi sahih in Sahih Muslim, and Abu Hurata radiya that the messenger sallallahu alayhi wa sallam waqal, ala ma واستعين بالله ولا ولا تعجزن وان اصابك شيء فلا لو اني فعلت كذا وكذا لكان كذا وكذا ولكن قل قدر الله وما شاء فعل فان لو تفتح امر الشيطان فان لو تفتح الشيطان and that is the statement of the messenger sallallahu race towards that which will benefit you seek and look for that which will benefit you and seek aid and assistance from Allah SWT. and do not ever ever lose heart and if something afflicts you from calamities and so forth do not say if only I did this وكذا, if only I did that, لَكَانَ كذا وكذا, This would have happened. Or that would have happened. وَلَكِنْ قُلْ Rather say, قَدَّرَ اللَّهُ ما شفعل, That Allah has decreed and it is as He willed. For verily, a low, saying low, if only, saying the word, if only, it opens the door to the actions of Shaitan. It opens the door to the actions of a Shaytan, And this hadith this uh, hadith is as we mentioned from Sahih Muslim and it's authentic. Now regarding this chapter, we're going to mention a few points. Ta'ala. First point is regarding the verse. Where Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, and that they say that if only it was up to us we had any hand in this, we would not be killed here. We will not be killed here. Regarding this verse, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is rebuking them. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is rebuking them because of their disrespect. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, وَلَيَبْتَلِيَ اللَّهُ مَا فِي سُدُورِكُمْ وَلْيُمَحِّصَ مَا فِي قُلُوبِكُمْ وَاللَّهُ عَلِيمٌ بِذَاتِ الصدور. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala also says, قُلْ فِي بُيُوتِكُمْ الَّذِينَ كُتِبَ عَلَيْهِمُ الْقَتْلُ إِلَى وَلِيَبْتِلِيَ اللَّهُ مَا فِي وَلْيُمَحِّصَ مَا فِي قُلُوبِكُمْ اللَّهُ Where Allah says, in the completion of that verse, that even if you were in your houses uh? That even, your, even if you're in your houses that those who it was written for them to be killed or to die would be would die in their beds Well, he up to your love rather allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is testing that which is in the heart uh? and Making a trial for that which is in the heart and allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is all aware of that which is in the hearts in the chests. So Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala here is rebuking those individuals who said If it was was up to us uh, we would not die here. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is saying no matter what you say the qadr, the decree has been written and Allah has decreed it. Allah has decreed it and that's rebuking uh, the individuals that say this from the munafiqeen and they were from the hypocrites, because of their usage of low, because of their usage of low. And point number two, and that is that Allah subhanahu wa taala rebuking them in this is proving and showing that Allah, and everything is min Allah, that everything is back to goes back to the decree of Allah subhanahu wa taala, and His wisdom. Hikmatuhu. Subhanahu Taala. So we don't say low because saying low, if only, if only, if only, it's a form of disrespect and a form of uh, weakness in one's iman in al-qadr. And point number two, and that is al-asbabu <laughs> let him naulakdar. Al-asbabu let him naulakdar. And that is that you say, the, the, these individuals say, min al If only we did this, if only we did that. All these means that you have mentioned, it doesn't change the qadr. Oh, if only I did this, oh, if only I did that. That statement does not change the qadr. Because it's maktub. It is written. Na'am, As Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, those who Allah has written for them to be, to die and be killed, it's in the, They'll be killed in their modajj. They'll be killed in their in their beds, in the comfort of their homes. It's from the decree of Allah Subhanahu wa Taala. So by saying lo, hadi asbab lo wa kathar, these means that they, that, that one uh, that one creates these. If only I did this. If only I did this. A thousand if onlys. This does not change the qadr. It doesn't repel or change Qadr. Now, point number three Point number three And that is the munasab of this verse here In Surah Al Imran to the chapter And that al And that sh- this, this uh, verse shows the prohibition of saying low And turning away And disputing Qadr. And turning away and disputing Qadr. This is from Iman. As we know from the Hadith of Jibreel, Qadr is wa Lord, and to believe in the decree, the good and the bad of it. And belief is in the heart. And belief is in the tongue. And belief is in the limbs. So we have to profess this belief in our tongues. And by one saying, Lo, this opposes the belief in the tongue of Al-Qadr, Naam, of decree. And the munasibah of this ayah to Tawheed, and that wal وَالْقَدَرِ لِأَنَ ذَلِكَ مِن كِمَالَ التَّوْحِيدِ And that, in this verse, it shows that it's obligatory for an individual to submit, to submit to the decree, to, to submit to Qadr. Why? Because this is from the perfection of one's Tawheed. This is from the perfection of one's Tawheed. So this is the munasibah. Or the monasaba, rather, of this verse's ayah to a Nam, And then we move on to the statement of the Shaykh, Shaykh al Islam, Muhammad Dhuhab, Ta'ala. So, who are called, 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 where Allah subhanahu ta'ala says where Allah subhanahu ta'ala says that they said that, that those who said uh, to his brothers and they didn't go to war, they didn't go to battle, they said if they obeyed us, if those who died, they obeyed us, Merkutilu, they would not have been killed. They would not have been killed. And they're saying this while they sat at home. Regarding this verse, there are a few points. The first point again is that this is regarding the munafiqeen. الذين قالوا, those who said, the ones who were saying, they are the munafiqoon, they are the hypocrites. So the point here is, why did Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala say, لِإِخْوَانِهِمْ Li Those who said to their brothers, if they are munafiqeen, how are they their brothers? The statement here, لِإِخْوَانِهِمْ To their brothers, أي fil فِي الْإِسْلَامِ الذاهرة. Islam, And that is that, that they are their brothers in the apparent. In that they pray and they fast and so forth. And that is a zahir. For as for al-baatin, they're not because they're munafiqoon, they're hypocrites. As for that which is within, they are not their brothers. But the brotherhood that they're talking about here is the apparent implementation of al-islam. Yani the shair al-islam, siyam. Uh, as-salā and so forth. الَّذِينَ قَالُوا <لِخْوَانِهِم> So this ikhwanihim here, uh, this is ikhwanihim uh, لِعَنَّهُمْ وَافَقُوا فِي al Islam. They agreed in the uh, making of apparent of al-islam. That's why Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala called him ikhwanihim. Now, point number two, لو أطاعونا or before that waqaadu rather. Where Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says Waqa'adu. Yani they were sitting, yani they were sitting at home and didn't go to jihad, and that is in the Razwatul Uhud. And that is Razwatul Uhud. And the likes of those was Abdullah Ibn Ubayt and his followers. Abdullah Ibn Ubayt and his followers, the Munafik. They didn't go to the Battle of Uhud, they stay and sat back. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, he says, Waqa'adu, ay, the munafiqun that they stayed at home and didn't go to the jihad, to the battle of Uhud, Ghazwatul Uhud. Naam. And the individuals who didn't do this, for, from the likes of Abdullah ibn Ubay al Munafiq, and that is Abdullah ibn Ubay, the hypocrite, and atbaahu and his followers, they didn't go to the al Ahad. They were the ones who said, "Allah wants to mention to them, li Ikhwanihim waqaadu Law ma Ma nah. They said that if only they listened to us, they wouldn't have died. This was the likes of Abdullah ibn Ubayy al-Munafiq. Now, nah. the next point we're going to mention, <coughs> uh, point number three, I believe, is here. Allah subhanahu wa taala is brought the example of the Munafiqin and their usage of law, and that's because of the weak, the the, the lack of iman the lack of iman of the munafiqeen, that's what it says, well, لَوْ, uh, لو أَطَاعُونَ نَام They've professed the hypocrisy in their tongues. They've professed the hypocrisy in their tongues. Naam. Because they, now made apparent that which was not in their hearts. And by them saying this, لَوْ أطاعونا مَا قتلوا, if only they were to uh, listen to us, any those who died in the path of Allah, uh, الله, that they would not die. This low here shows a da'af, in Iman, because it is munafi and it is an opposition to the Qadr, it is an opposition to the Qadr, which obviously the munafiqoon were devoid of that in the Iman. Now, point number four, is that in this verse again, it shows like the previous verse, uh, uh, the prohibition of turning away and uh, uh, from uh, Al-Qadr and not accepting Al-Qadr Khairihi Washarrih and also the munasibah of this uh, ayah as we mentioned before is the obligation for one to do Islam and to submit to Al-Qadr to submit to Al-Qadr to the decree now and then the Shaykh uh, Ta'ala he mentions the hadith of uh Abihuaratar ma Yanfa'uk, the Messenger sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, he said, uh, race towards that which benefits you. Wala, billah, wala and seek aid from Allah and do not be in despair or lose hope. In this uh, hadith, there are many benefits that we can take from this hadith. There are many benefits that we can take from this hadith. It's an amazing hadith, karam. it's an amazing hadith with, which, which uh, deserves to be uh, explained in books because of the profound contents of this hadith as it relates to the iman and the tawhid of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. The iman in Allah and the tawhid that the individual has to have regarding Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Al-faidatul ula, the first benefit that we can take, it shows, dalal al-hadith ala muhabba And here it shows the Different levels of love that Allah Subhanahu wa Taala. Uh, and that shows that the uh, the various levels of love, as it relates to the ibad, as Allah has for His ibad. Uh, وَإِنْ أَصَابَكَ شَيْءٌ فَلَا تَقُلْ لَوْ أَنِّي فعلت كَذَا وَكَذَا And that is that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala tests people of different levels. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala tests those that he loves more. So those who Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala loves more are those who when Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala tests them they have sabr and they have patience and they do not say low if only this happened and only that happened. So, in this hadith, it shows that the tafawat and different levels of people as it relates to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala loving them. Um, the next benefit that we can take from this hadith is the importance of racing to that which is good and racing to that which benefits us. Ihris ala ma yanfa'uk. <inaudible> so, the abd, the slave, he races to that which benefits him from the ibadah of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala from worshiping Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala the reason that they've been created وَمَا خَلَطُوا الْجِنِّ وَالْإِنسِ Allah hasn't created the man uh, the jinn and man accepts to establish ibadah to establish ibadah so this is what yanfa'una this is what benefits us the most thing that will benefit us, benefit us is muhabbatullah is loving Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and establishing ibadah and seeking ilm and in having good ashab, Go to that which benefits you in the hereafter, and from that is having good companions. As the Messenger sallallahu عليه وسلم he said, Amaru aladin khali, مَنْ and individuals upon the religion of his friend. So be careful on who you take as all of you who you ta- who you take as a companion. Because in the hereafter, those who have companions for other than the sake of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, there will be sorrow for them. كما قال الله سبحانه وتعالى ألا, خلاء بعدهم إِلَّا الْمُتَّقِينَ That on that day, there will all be enemies. Friends will be enemies on that day of judgment the hereafter. Except for the mutaqeen, except for those who took companions for the sake of Allah, he had hirs, ala ma He was ardent in getting that which benefits him from having good companions and so forth. Now, And point number three, point number three is the importance of akhlu bil asbab, la yunafi And that is. That using the means or taking the means, it doesn't negate trusting in Allah Subhanahu wa Taala. It doesn't negate trusting in Allah Subhanahu wa Taala. How in this hadith, the Messenger wasalam, said, ala ma race to that which benefits you. And this is taking the means. And then Allah Subhanahu Taala said, "Wastain billah. and seek aid in Allah." So seeking that which taking the means does not negate trusting in Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala but rather this is tawakkul as ibn qayyim rahimahullah he mentions because we have a tawakkul and we have a at-tawakkul and then we have a tawakul at-tawakkul this is the this is trusting in Allah seeking aid from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and doing actions taking the means Our rajul Yahris, individual he raises to that which benefits him, and likewise he seeks aid in Allah. As for a as for a, this is pretending to trust in Allah, and that is the individual who says, "I trust in Allah, but he doesn't do any actions and he doesn't do any means." And this is exemplified. This is exemplified in the statement of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in Surah Al-Fatiha, إِيَّاكَ wa وَإِيَّاكَ نَسْتَعِينَ To you we seek aid, to you we worship alone, and to you we seek aid. And worshipping Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala alone, هَذُهِي مَا fauna, And this is that which benefits us, worshipping Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala alone, وَإِيَّاكَ nastain. And seeking aid in Allah is following also the statement of the Messenger, وَاسْتَعِمْ بِاللَّهِ and seek aid from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala from the fu'a'id that can be taken from this beautiful hadith of the Messenger. Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. Fourth benefit that we can take from this hadith regarding Tawheed was Tain Billah and seek aid from Allah. This shows the prohibition of seeking istiana la fi illa Allah, And that is the prohibition of seeking aid from from other than Allah for that which only Allah has the ability to do. For example, adkhilni jannah, Enter me into paradise. We ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala فاستعانا We ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to aid, for aid for us to be from those who enter into paradise. We do not ask other than Allah because لا yaqdiru عليه إلا الله لا alayhi عليه إلا الله. None has the ability to, to aid in that regard. Except Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Except Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And likewise, uh, point number five is that al-Islamu yahuthu al-amal wal-intaj. And that Islam uh, promotes producing. Islam promotes producing and doing things and actions. This is something which we need to express to the people. And when we're giving da'wah, we express to the people that the people of Islam are people of action. Not just dream world. Not just uh, 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 affairs in the hearts. But rather we're people who do amal. And this is from the deen of Islam. Do that which benefits you from the actions and seek aid from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and from the benefits that we can take benefit number 6 from this hadith huwa are al-tirad ala al-qada' wa al-qadar and that is uh, the prohibition of <coughs> uh, turning away and rejecting the decree of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala where the messenger sallallahu alayhi wa sallam he said fala taqul law anni fa'altu kadha lakana kadha wa kadha where the messenger sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, he said, and do not, say, do not say, if only I did this and I did that, this or that would happen. لا, قدر الله فعل. That Allah has decreed and He's done what he wills. Subhanahu wa ta'ala. This is the response that we should have. We do not turn away from the Qadr of Allah. And in this hadith he it shows its impermissibility. Fala taqul law anni. Do not say if only I, if only I. And this is a at tahrim. And that is that this is a prohibition which necessitates impermissibility. So we are not, it is haram for us to say, no, if only kether, wa kether, wa kether." And this is from barakallahu feekum, elevating the tawheed of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and iman in al-qadr. And iman in al-qadr. And likewise, finally, we have in this hadith, ifbatu al-mashi'a lillahi ala wajhi awa wajhin. يليق بجلاله إثبات المشيئة لله على وجه يليق بجلاله and that is establishing the will of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and that which befits his majesty from the hadith where the messenger sallallahu alayhi wa sallam says وما شاء فعل and that which he wills will occur or has occurred affirming the will of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and this is a refutation against the Jahmiya and the Ashairah and the Maturidiyah and the rest of those, those who are from the negators of Allah Subhanahu Sifat and Allah Subhanahu Taala's the Mashiah and the qadariyah who negate it in, in, in different aspects, the will of Allah Subhanahu Taala, the people of the Sunnah, we affirm that, and from the adilla of this is a statement of the Messenger وسلم, what Allah will, wills will be, and what Allah wills will be now. And finally, the munasibah of this hadha hadith. على 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 In this hadith, it shows the prohibition of turning away from Al Qadr and not believing in in Al-Qadr this hadith is sounds the same It's tidlal, same proof as the previous two verses from Surah Ali Imran and that is, it is impermissible for one to say if only I did this and if only I did that because in it shows the deficiency in the one's iman in Al-Qadr and by not doing this it shows the person who does this islam and submits to the trials and tribulations that may occur, that is from the qadr of Allah, qadr Allah ma sha fa'al, is from the decree of Allah, and that which he wills will occur, this is from the perfection of one's tawheed, this is from the perfection of one's tawheed, so one should not despair, one should not lose hope, for very Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is hakeem, so we ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to give us, uh, shukra to make us be from those who are grateful to him subhanahu wa ta'ala shukrahu. he gives us the ability and provides us the ability and uh, provides us the tawfiq to be from those who are grateful to him subhanahu wa ta'ala and وقدره, that we submit to his decree subhanahu wa ta'ala and his rule and his judgment illa anna until we meet him, subhanahu wa ta'ala, wa sallallahu wa sallama wa barak ala nabiyyina muhammadin wa ala alihi wa ashabihi ajma'in, walhamdulillahi rabbil alameen. Alhamdulillah, ya ikhwati l-kiram.